Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Word of Freedom podcast. I'm Chris. And Mary. And we are here today. We have um, came across this topic. You know, we put out a word out on our social media. You know, we said, hey, guys, we're starting a podcast. What kind of topics would you guys like us to talk about? And hands down, the number one topic that our friends on our social media groups wanted us to talk about was identity, right? Yep. There was some really good other topics. We will get to your guys' suggestions in in later ones, but we really want to start on this one. And Mary and I have been talking, and it seemed like the best place to start when we're talking about our identity in Christ is the whose we are and not just who we are, right? Correct. It's funny. It makes me chuckle because you're always about identity, identity, identity. And I said, well, we can't know our identity until we know who made us. Yeah. I'm the who's. I'm the who. There we go. Just like we said. <laughs> and it's, it, it is, it, you're right. Because if we don't know whose we are, then whomever may try and identify us. Right. And we, you know, we should only really find our identity in the Bible, in prayer, in communion with God, that's the only place that we should allow ourselves to be defined as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus Christ, right? Yeah. So, okay, I'm going to ask you a question then. Okay. When you first got saved, think way back, when you first got saved, um, what do you feel your identity in Christ looked like? If you guys could see the look on her face right now, it is priceless. <laughs> My identity in Christ. Okay, so like you, I'm saved. I've accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. How how did you then feel? How did you then perceive yourself? Yeah, I think about that, and I don't know if I really did perceive myself because all I wanted to do was learn His Word. Yeah, uh-huh. I just wanted to learn who He was more. You know, I heard he was my savior. I heard he was my Lord and he's the one who told me to turn around or I was going to die. So I knew I needed him. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know much about him. And so I had, I start, I gained a hunger and a thirst for him. I wanted to learn who he was because as I learned, I, I guess I gathered somewhere inside me the same as I feel today, and that is, I'm only going to know more of what or who I am to be by knowing him, because it'll be whose I am. If I'm a child of God, as scripture says, I'm a child of God, I need to know who my father is, who my God is. Amen. Yeah. You know, Jesus says in, in you know, what's coined as, you know, the, the Lord's Prayer, um, that model prayer for us is, you know, he starts off, then pray like in this manner, our father, you know, that's, that's the first premise of who God says he is. Yeah. He's our father. Yeah. And for a lot, a lot of people, unfortunately, we have an issue with a father figure. So we try and spin things. I just did what I told my wife not to do, and that was flick the <laughs> microphone. I heard it. I can't. I can probably edit that out, but I'm probably going to just leave it in because it's real. It's, it's life. Get fun. used to it, people. <laughs> <clears throat> Clear the throat and everything. We got a dog that's trying to catch our attention. 
this is life. This is us making a podcast. We're talking about Jesus, about whose we are in the Lord. Amen. And so <clears throat> back on track, Chris. So Jesus says, our father. And then he shows us where this father is, who is in heaven, unless you're King James, like some of us are, who, who our father, who art in heaven. And then he goes on and say, hallowed, holy is your name. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the things we need to maintain is that God is holy and you know, he is the lover of our soul. He's the one who made us. He's the one who identifies us, but he is holy, right? Yes. And I think that's what you were trying to allude to is that um, he's holy, you know, and we need to remember that. If we don't, then we really aren't serving him. We really aren't. If we don't recognize his holiness uh-huh. and we just bring him down to our level. Wow. That's no, that's a no. Yeah. I um, don't know how else to describe that. I mean, because he is the great I am. Yeah. The, the creator of heaven and right? earth. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it's interesting because people are like, well, can you define who God is? Right. And as we read through the scriptures, we see that he has so many different names, so many different titles, but we give him these names and these titles and actually all they are are markers for his attributes. He is holy. Yeah. He's pure. He's just. He's righteous. He's loving. He's kind. He's nurturing. All these things are just markers of who he is you know he's the el roy he's the god who sees me yeah. you know and i know that you've got like you're just like chomping on a bit just to share who he is who 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 is god to you he's my friend he's my counselor he's my guider he's my protector he's 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 my everything but like i mean okay so when my wife prays she gets just like involved at times and she goes through and she's like you are and she's like you are jehovah jireh jehovah rafa you're and you go through this could could you share a little about i mean just like forget what we're doing and just praise him and tell him who he is elohim the lord our creator he's god elohim adonai el shaddai the lord god most high he is the Lord of all heaven's armies. He's just, I don't know, he's the lover of our soul. He loves us more than we can honestly grasp. Amen. Uh, because his love is so amazing. And I was I was kind of thinking when you were talking about, you know, how there's so many different titles we've given him. I remember thinking of like a disco ball that hangs up in the ceiling and it reflects all the lights and everything. But I was thinking how many little glass tiles are on that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And if each one of them had a name of God or characteristic of God, whoa, 
Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, he's so big. <laughs> he's so big. I love how you say that. He's so big. He is. And um, I, I th- there's a scripture that goes along with that. I'm going to actually take a, a momentary pause in my brain. And it is the, oh gosh, manifold um, wisdom of God, I believe it is. Manifold, come on, people, help me out. The manifold <laughs> wisdom of God. It's in uh, Ephesians three ten. So, could um, she's got an amazing Bible, ladies and gentlemen. It is the Jewish Bible. Is that yes. correct? Yes. Yes. And it, is. it it puts the scriptures back under the view of of um, the Jewish nation. Ephesians. <clears throat> Ephesians. Let's go to Ephesians three verse ten. Okay. I have it underlined. She has it underlined. That's good. It means it's something good. Um, <clears throat> so go ahead and go ahead and read it in that one. This is the Jewish translation Bible. Um, okay. You want to back up a little bit? Yeah, I am going to back up a little. So bit. We'd go all back up to eight, and we'll just read down through. Okay. To me, the least important of all God's holy people, was given this privilege of announcing to the Gentiles the good news of the Messiah's unfathomable riches, and of letting everyone see how this secret plan is going to work out. This plan, kept hidden for ages by God, the creator of everything, is for the rulers and authorities in heaven to learn, through the existence of the messianic community, how many-sided God's wisdom is. There it is right there. So what's it say? The many-sided. Yeah. You, You said... This, this, you know, the the disco ball on right. the ceiling, right? And I and I thought of this. Um, it's in um, in New King James. It's called the manifold wisdom of God. It says that the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in heaven. But this um, manifold wisdom of God. That word manifold means multifaceted. Just like a disco ball. Um, and this this is the amazing thing. It means that there's more than just one view. There's more than just, he's just like a two-dimensional being and he's just holy and full of wrath or he's just love and full of kindness. There's so much more to God than just one single look. I'm looking it up in the Greek Pulepokilos, that is totally butchering this Greek word. Um, you can look it up for yourself, figure it out how to say it. Um, the much variegated, marked with a great variety of colors, a cloth or a painting, much varied, manifold. And a manifold kind of denotes having multiple ports, multiple everything, right? So this disco ball um, analogy of yours is just like spot on. <laughs> Never heard it before, but it is amazing. Um, drop a comment below, mind. guys, if you want. If you want to, you know, just uh, I'll know, let Mary know just how amazing you thought that uh, the disco ball analogy of God is. Uh, he's more than that. It just pops out sometimes. It does. It happens to both of us. It happens to all of us. If we're all really honest, it happens to us all. Another thing that. Um, it just kind of amazed me. This last weekend, we were at a, um, oh, it's not a seminar. It's not really, it's just some meetings, a couple of meetings with some amazing yeah. women of God, amazing women of faith. And um, 
one of the ladies had brought up this this um, revelation of not so much whose we are or who we are, but as even more as to what we are. And the revelation she had was, how big are you on the inside? We battle against our flesh, our sinfulness, our flesh, but our flesh, our physical body is literally the smallest part of our existence. And how big are we on the inside? And she backed this up with scripture. So you guys can read along or, you know, recite along with me. Heaven is your throne and the earth is your footstool. footstool. So if the earth is like what God rests his feet on when he diminishes himself to this tiny little um, person, he's like, okay, well, I think I'm just going to go and sit down in the heavens that I created. And I'm going to prop my feet up on the earth and I'm just going to sit there and watch them. How big is he? Right. But he's way bigger than that. It says that he held all the water of the earth in the hollow or the little divot in his hand, right? Mm-hmm. He stretched out the heavens. And I love how the the word came forth that, um, you know, he spoke and light happened. He spoke and all the stars and the, the, you know, all the planets, everything shot out into existence. And then he placed them where they needed to be and he called each one by name, Right. How big is this God? And then to top that off, he lives inside of me and you and every believer. So how big must we be on the inside, right? Mm-hmm. But she's, she also took that and she said that inside of us, it's like a city. And in this city, there's a generator. And this generator powers the city, right? So in event of a blackout, the generator kicks in and the energy from the generator goes and fills like the hospital and outside of the hospital are all these other buildings, but the lights don't come in in those other buildings because they're not hooked into the power yet. So in us and in our inner being, we have a Jesus says in my father's house are many rooms, many mansions, mansions. many homes, many houses. Inside of us is our Father's dwelling place. The Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, lives inside of us. Paul says, do you not know that you are the temple of the living God? Right? Right. But she gave this this revelation that some of our outbuildings, some of our smaller buildings around on the inside of us, just aren't plugged into that energy source yet, just aren't hooked up spiritually to the Holy Spirit. And that's what we need to get to. So this whose we are starts inside of us and we need to have that comprehension of who he is because he needs to be the one who tells us who we are, right? Yeah. So when you get the understanding of who God is, where do we get our understanding of who God is? In the scriptures. We can get it from this. No, we do get it in the scriptures. And then we get it by having a relationship with him through prayer. Okay. And he reveals himself to us 
through this, right? Yeah. It is his Holy Spirit in us that will bring the enlightenment of his word that we get to read. When we get enlightened, life changes. We change. We change to who he's originally designed and created us to be. Amen. So this originally who he's designed and created us to be. So that's, you're saying that we were something other than that before we came to faith? We were all born into a sinful world. We were... Something other than what he desired. Yes. Okay. So in the book of Romans, it says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Uh, There is no one good. No, not one. Right? Right. But then it also says that we've been bought at a price. And do you not know that our life is not our own anymore? That we should reckon ourselves to be dead to sin and alive to God. That sin no longer has dominion over us anymore. And see, that's something amazing because, see, God gave Adam dominion over all creation. But when sin came in, dominion was transferred to the enemy. And now the enemy had dominion over man. Christ comes, becomes that perfect sacrifice for sin, because it says in Romans that the wages of sin is death, right? And all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So Jesus came to pay this payment for our sins because death was the payment, stood in our place, fully God, fully man. We get that, but he took our place as a man, as a human being, to do what we couldn't do, to reconcile us back to the Father, bring us back into communion, back into right relationship with him, justified just as if I'd never sinned, Mm -hmm. right? So when we look at God, I can't remember where it's at. That we have to, in order to believe God, we have to first believe that he is who he says he is. And then we can receive what he says he gives us, right? Yeah. So it says that if we're to believe, um, we must believe who he says he is. You, you got the scripture right there, right? Yes. So it's it's a, a, Hebrews eleven six. But without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. A rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Can you read, read it one more time? Okay. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. If we're to come to God... We have to believe that he is. But when we believe in who he is, we have to believe in what he is, right? Mm -hmm. The Bible is full of so many scriptures that tell us who God is. I am the God, your provider. I am, as Jesus so gorgeously points out throughout the gospels, the bridegroom, the the one who's courting us, the one who's alluring us into his love. Um, The Song of Solomon or the Song of Psalms, um, you know, it says that he is the bridegroom. He is 
the beloved. He has all these amazing things. But one of the ones that I love the most, and we're going to wrap this up today, guys. In Psalm 139, verse 16, I believe it's David who wrote this. It says, your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. This is the God who we're talking about. The God who spoke all things into existence. In the beginning was the word, it says in John, and the word was with God and the word was God. That's an amazing thing. But in Genesis, can you go to Genesis 1? Genesis 1, verse 1. And then um, we'll wrap this up. You know, some of these podcasts are going to be, you know, singular. We're just going to talk about a subject. We'll put a nice little bow on it, end it. But I believe a lot of these are going to be multi um, episodes. So please, you know, share, share these with your friends. Help us out. Make a comment below um, because it really helps us out. And um, let us know what your thoughts are on the topics that we're sharing. So real quick, you got Genesis 1. Go ahead and start in, in verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So God is the creator of the heavens and the earth. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're just looking at who God is in this. Keep going. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. So this is the Holy Spirit is literally hovering over his creation. Yeah. That's how that's how intimate he wants us to be with him. He wants to hover over us like a like a hen over her brood. His wing over us. Psalm 91, we are <laughs> hidden in the shadow of his wing. Amen. Amen. I want to leave you guys with one more scripture. Uh Jeremiah 1 verse 5. It's a very famous um but if you want to ponder something about, if, if there's like one takeaway I want people to think about, um, it's this scripture. Is there is there any like one one big takeaway from what we've been talking about today that you think is like the biggest bullet point of this whole thing that we've been talking about? Who, me? Yeah, you. Nobody else in the room but the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I think the biggest bullet point for me is whose we are. Amen. It's coming to an understanding of who God is. Yes. Because from there, we then will learn, and we'll probably touch that in the next episode, who we are. Amen? Amen. So Jeremiah 1, verse 5, in the New King James, ladies and gentlemen, goes just like this. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. God is the one who formed us in our mother's wombs. He's the one who consecrated the days for us. He set them apart. Some of us are called to be prophets, some other things, but all of us, he wants to call his own. Yeah, we're his inheritance. That is an amazing thing. That's what we're probably going to start off with next time, guys. We are the inheritance of God. If you want to listen to that, tune back in with us, Word of Freedom Podcast. We love you guys. Bye-bye.